Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, The Apostle Paul is giving some very good instruction about how we should live our lives upon the earth so that we will hear the commendation of the Lord Jesus Christ when we stand before him someday, as we all will. And we need to keep that in mind. We need to to live every day with the thought, this may be the day when I will be ushered into the presence of the Lord. This may be the day when I shall... See the Lord face to face. This may be the day when my life on earth is over and I have no more opportunity to serve the Lord. I have no no more opportunity to make up for wasted time. I have no more opportunity to rid my life of weights and sins that so easily beset me. I have no more opportunity to reorder my priorities in a more Christ-honoring direction. This, This may be the day when I shall end it all upon the earth and step into eternity with no more opportunity to do anything for Christ upon the earth and then to have my life evaluated by Christ as to whether it has been a good, faithful, effective, fruitful, well-pleasing life or whether it has been all too wasted, all too squandered, all too set upon the things of the earth and not the things that are above. Which will it be? And so Paul is laying down some things to make us think for our good, to examine our lives, to see how we are doing in our relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ and to the record that we will have to give an answer for when we stand before him someday. So we will continue this passage on this day, which is Wednesday, December 7, 2022. We're grateful for the opportunity. We are grateful for your presence, and we are grateful for your financial help. Perhaps you will consider a December gift for the Beacon broadcast at this time. Well, Paul, first of all, as you know, talked about our accountability to God in verses 9 and 10, particularly in reference to the judgment seat of Christ in verse 10. We all have a future day of accountability to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But then he launches from that, as we saw in the broadcast yesterday, into our responsibility to men. We have a responsibility to Christ, 
We have accountability to Christ. We're going to have to give an account. We're going to have to explain our our actions, our stewardship, what we did with the things that Christ gave to us for the purpose of serving him. What did we do with the time that God allotted to us? What did we do with the material resources that Christ entrusted into our care? What did we do with the gifts and the talents that Christ gave to us to be used for his glory? How did we use those? How did we spend them? Were we good stewards using all of these things as bestowments that were given to us by our master for his benefit? We really didn't own them. We're really not responsible for them in the sense that we did anything to to bestow those upon ourselves. We didn't do anything to extend our life. We didn't do it. I mean, there's so many things. You know, why was I born in America? Most of you that are listening to this are in America, though we do have listeners in other parts of the world. But why was I born in America instead of some place where the gospel has never gone. Am I responsible for that? Absolutely not. Why was I born into the circumstances I was born into? And that, of course, differs for every one of us, and some were born into more favorable circumstances than others, but whatever they were, and certainly if there was anything about them that were favorable, we're not responsible for that. We didn't do that. We didn't choose our parents. We didn't choose what kind of upbringing we would have, and so we can't take credit for that. What about the gifts and talents that we have? We're not responsible for those. We, we, they were given to us by God. Why are they so often matters of pride? Because I'm better than so-and-so at this. I'm, I make better grades in school. I have a superior intellect. Well, who gave that to you? Because I have this skill, that skill, because I can play this instrument or because I can perform this particular task that is um, valuable, then I think of myself as being better than others. Shame, shame, shame. We all have to recognize that tendency and to combat against it. What do we have that we were not given? If you are living you could have your life could have been shortened. We all know people whose lives were cut short far, far earlier than what our life is right now, whatever yours is, and I'm talking to people of all ages and stages of life, I know. But every one of us know people who lived fewer years than we have. Why? You know, isn't it interesting that some of the most effective and well-known servants for Christ in history are people who lived a short while? I could give you a number of examples. I'll just give you one. Uh, David Brainerd, missionary to the American Indians in the early days of the colonies, a special friend to Jonathan Edwards, and probably, if he'd lived, would have become the son-in-law of Jonathan Edwards. But 
he died at age 29, if my memory serves me correctly. And what yet what he accomplished during that time and the level of spiritual development and godliness that he demonstrates in his diaries is just remarkable. He accomplished more in less than 30 years than most of us will accomplish in two or three times that many years, 60 years, 90 years. Now, if my life has been extended beyond 30 years, say, who gets credit for that? Any one of us could be struck down with a disease. Any one of us could be struck down by an automobile or some other kind of instrument of death. And yet, by God's goodness, our lives have been preserved. And, of course, I can extend this kind of illustration almost ad infinitum, so I'll stop at this point. But the point is that everything that we have that's worthwhile, we have been given by God, and we owe it to him. He gave it to us, not to use for ourselves, but to utilize for his glory. We are not owners, we are stewards. We don't own our lives, and we don't own anything that goes into our life. We are stewards of that which Christ has made us managers of. He's given us certain things and said, you manage this for my glory. And like any anybody in life who's been given a responsibility like that, there will always at some point come a time of accountability where we will explain what we have done, demonstrate what we have done, shown what we've done with the responsibility and assets that were placed into our care, and hopefully we'll demonstrate to our master that we have improved for his sake and glory and for the interest of the gospel and for the extension of his kingdom, the things that he gave to us. Here's what I did. I did this. I did that. I did the other. These are the things that I did to to enhance the gospel, to to exalt Christ, to point people to him, to to turn the hearts of people in a heavenward direction, to get the gospel out around the world, etc., etc., etc. These are the things that I did with that which you gave to me. That's what we are going to do when we give an account to him someday, if that were today, if that accounting were today. How pleased would you be with that? And if you'd have to say, I don't think I'd be very pleased, then take that as a word from God, from Scripture, as penned by the Apostle Paul, led by the Spirit of God, take that as God's word to you to make whatever corrections are necessary to get your life on track so that whatever days you have left and whatever resources God gives to you, they're going to be used for his glory. We all are going to have to give an account to God. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So we have a responsibility to God, and we have a responsibility to men, as we started working through on the broadcast yesterday, a responsibility for a clear testimony, verse 11, 
a responsibility for a principled defense in verse 12, and a responsibility to serve, verse 13. And I'm going to pick up at verse 13, because that's where we left off yesterday, but I'm going to go back to the others in a moment. But Paul said in verse 13, For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. Or if we are of sound mind, it is for you. If we are beside ourselves, that's a an idiom that has the idea of being crazy or unbalanced. As some people say, some have charged Paul with being a little bit crazy, a little bit unbalanced. Well, if that's the way we are, or that's the way we seem to be, we're doing that for your benefit. We're, we're, we're what should I say? We're, we're stringing ourselves out to the utmost in a way that most people consider to be a little bit crazy. Why would anyone go to that extreme? Well, it's for your sakes. Or, if we are of sound mind, as others believe, recognizing the value of the theological mind and clear thinking that Paul demonstrated, well, that's also for you as well. Everything about our life is to serve God and men. It really matters little what people say. It only matters how we live and serve, and Paul says that should be done full throttle, even if that seems crazy to some. That's the way we ought to serve. For if if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are of sound mind, it is for you. I'm not really worried about what others think, whether they think I'm crazy or not. I'm not really trying to make an impression upon other people and trying to convince them that I am some great deep theological thinker and convince them of that, that I I want that kind of reputation. No. All I want is to have God's approval. It doesn't really matter what other people say or think. It matters what God thinks and what Christ will say in that day when we stand before Him. That's what matters. And may God help us to live in the light of that truth. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.